Hello, and welcome to the Ryan Frank Podcast, helping you think, work, and create like never before. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Jack Henry, uh, our, our wonderful master leader, Dr. Ryan is, is, is out right now, and I'm sure he's enjoying some time with, with Beth, wherever they are. We love you, Ryan, and hope you have a great time. Come back to us safely. But it's, it's an honor to be here today. And what I want to do, we're going to jump right into this thing because we're going to take a look at Joseph and Mary from a different perspective. Actually, we're going to see it through their eyes. Okay, I really, this is something I'm going to be sharing with my youth tomorrow night, our student ministry and I want to share it with you today. And it's good practice for me for tomorrow night, right? But it's got some great truths. Hey, a quick story about a time when I was, I was facing an impossible situation, just one of many, but this one came to mind. Back in 04, 03, 04, I get them confused because I've been on a lot of trips overseas, but I really felt led of God to go to Vietnam and Cambodia for a, a two-week trip. I needed a lot of money. I mean a lot of money. And you know, I don't exactly remember how much it cost, but even, you know, back then it was a lot of money. It was like I needed like seven or $8,000 to do what we were going to do. That was an impossible amount for me to come up with. So, you know, I really had to trust in God. I didn't promote it. I didn't ask anyone for money, but God used certain people because I trusted in him. I said, God, if you want me to go, then I just, I'm asking you to help get me there. I had one man that stepped up. His, his daughter was in our children's ministry then. He stepped up and he paid for every plane ticket I needed. And that was a lot of plane tickets. That was a huge chunk. In fact, not $1 toward the end of the trip came out of my pocket. What I'm saying is God made the impossible possible. You know, there could be a lot of different reasons why you see something as impossible in your life right now. And I don't know if you can see this, but this these letters here spell impossible. Now, I keep these here, and I put them up from time to time to remind our kids and our students that we serve a God that everything is possible to him, no matter what comes into our lives. So what I want us to do is I want us to look in the Bible at a couple of people who have um, all of our stories beat with their impossible situation, and maybe we can learn how to work how since look at how they work through their situation and we can get some encouragement to face what we're facing today. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you what we're going to face in days to come. Now, first up is a woman who was probably around, we don't really know, probably 14 or 15 years old. Here's a brief look at her story, her part in Luke chapter one, verse 26. It goes something like this. Around the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, all right, her cousin, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth in a village in Galilee to a virgin named Mary. Now, that right there is what separates Christians from a lot of different religions in this world, okay? Mary was a virgin. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph. He was a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. She was very confused. She was very disturbed. And she tried to think what in the world could this mean? I imagine in my heart, she was scared out of her mind. Because then the angel said, Mary, don't be afraid. 
for you have found favor with God. Now, that really confused her. You're going to receive and give birth to a son, conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord's going to give him the throne of his ancestor, David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. You know, in the movies, how in the movies, they sometimes switch and let you see a similar situation from somebody else's point of view. I love it when that happens. Well, the Bible does that in, in Matthew's biography of Jesus. He lets us see some things from Joseph's point of, view, point of view. He's a young man who was probably the same age or maybe a little bit older than Mary. Here's a brief look at his story in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, there it is again, I love that, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Now put yourself in Joseph's, Joseph's place, guys. I mean, serious. Girls, put yourself in Mary's place. But the Bible makes it clear that he want, God wants us to know that he was a righteous man. He did not want to, you know, publicly disgrace Mary, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. And, and as he considered doing this, the angel appeared to him in a dream. Thank God. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. We all know this story. But the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you're to name him Jesus, for he'll save his people from their sins. Now, I know we've all heard the story of Joseph and Mary before. That's because they're a part of the story of Jesus's life, you know, and his birth and, and even up to, you know, on the cross. We don't really know what happened to Joseph. I guess he more than likely died, but Mary is there at the cross. But every time Christmas rolls around, we hear a lot about Joseph and Mary, don't we? Some of you might, when you were a kid, might have played Joseph or Mary in a Christmas play or pageant, or maybe even as a grown-up, all right? Well, I played one of the We Three Kings. I like that. But um, I wonder if we have ever stopped and thought about what was really going on from their point of view. Now, think about this. This will help us because there's three things they learned. They were, they were teenagers engaged to be married. Uh, the process could last a year before the wedding, the engagement, if not longer. Then they would officially be married as husband and wife. They'd begin their life together, and they'd start their family. So when Gabriel tells Mary that she's going to have a baby, it sounds like something that's going to happen soon. But in Mary's mind, it's going to happen at least a year or more away from the wedding timeline. She's confused. So she thinks it's impossible. Now, part of the reason this may have been so confusing to Mary is that she shows or she knows how babies are made, right? She's young, but back then, 14, 15 years old, they pretty much knew all of that kind of stuff. The birds and the bees had already visited and left. And because of the way Luke describes Mary and Joseph, we know that they were both honoring God and not having sex until they were officially married. Nothing wrong with that. Let me get a big amen right there. We should still teach that. And after the ceremony, that ended their year of engagement. So they were, they were living right. So the angel does, think about this. 
The angel does a little bit of explaining, not a lot, but if you're trying to process everything that's going on in their minds, I'm not so sure that the explanation the angel gave did all that much to clear up or help with the situation. <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty impossible, especially for a virgin who's supposed to be having a baby because she was found in favor with God in a plan that doesn't involve sex with Joseph or anybody else. I mean, that's, that's freaky, right? But if we skip down to verse 38, we see Mary chooses to believe in the impossible because she trusts God. Then you flip over to her fiance, Joseph, to see her, his perspective. It's a little bit later in the timeline. They're still engaged, and Mary is probably visibly pregnant at this point. I'm not sure if she ever explained her visit from the angel to Joseph or not. I would hope she did, but he just knows, he just knows this is not what he had planned in starting a married life together. Now, look, he's a righteous man, and the Bible says he loved Mary. Boy, God knows how to pick the right people for the right stuff, don't he? Yeah, that's why he's picked you to do what you do and me to do what I do. He also knows how babies are made. He can't come up with an explanation for how Mary got pregnant unless she had had sex with another man, which probably tells us she didn't tell him of her experience with the angel or it just, you know, it was just all sounding crazy. But Joseph is a kind and respectful man, very compassionate. So instead of breaking off the engagement publicly, which is what most people would have done then, and disgracing Mary, he's going to break it off quietly. But then Joseph gets a visit from an angel who explains a little of what God is doing. Now, not a lot, but a little. Again, if you're in Joseph's place, even this explanation might not be enough to clear things up. But if you skip down to verse 24, we see that Joseph, like Mary, chose to believe in the impossible and trust God in this crazy situation. Now, back to the rest of the lesson. We can learn a few lessons from Mary and Joseph that can help us today, not just today, but beyond today. Because ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, you say you think these are trying times? I believe with all my heart, we've not seen what yet's to come. We are going to be tried from this day forward. All right, first of all, don't limit God's choices. Do not limit God's choices, nor make fun or poke at who God chooses to do things. Now, Mary was a young, poor female. Young, poor female. Those three characteristics right there would have, in her mind back then, disqualified her from being picked or used by God to do anything significant. It would have been impossible in her mind. That's just the way they thought. However, when faced with a situation that seemed impossible, she chose to believe in the impossible because she trusted God and that maybe his choice didn't have to make sense to her. Okay? Joseph had a plan, and it was even compassionate towards Mary, as we just saw. But it didn't make sense to Mary at all, but she chose to believe. Don't limit God's choices. And then Joseph learned, he also learned, they both learned that God shows more options than what we think. We got to quit being so one-sided in ministry, okay? God's got a plan. He always does. And the Bible says he believed in the impossible and trusted God, even with a situation that he hadn't considered an option, marrying Mary, being wed to her, and raising this child. 
That was not even an option to him until God, through an angel, said, don't be afraid to marry her and raise his child. In their situation, both Mary and Joseph faced the real potential for, let's think about back in this day and time, and it can happen today. It's not quite as bad today because pretty much everything's accepted today. And I know we have to love people and people make mistakes, and I believe in loving them. Yes, I've seen that happen many times, even in my own family, okay? But these two people faced potential for a lot of ridicule and rejection from family, from friends, and from community when they had to explain that this child was of God and then would try to explain the visits from the angels. So they chose They chose to suffer affliction. They chose to go with what God said to believe the impossible no matter what it was going to cost. We need that mentality in ministry today. And then they learned a third lesson that is helpful for you and I today. Obeying God instead of seeking the approval of others. You see, they chose to follow God's plan instead of doing what would make sense or winning the approval of family, friends, and community. Nothing about their story is easy, but nothing about their trust in God is impossible today. Do you remember the story I started with about me going on that trip to Cambodia and Vietnam? Not only did we raise enough money to cover all the expenses in the travel budget, but there was enough money to be able to meet the needs of many of these smaller church plants that we went to in these villages. We were able in one village to put some money together and buy a generator. In another village, the money that God supplied for me, I was able to buy new, these hard plastic stackable chairs. They they were sitting on the floor. They didn't even have um, uh, walls put up yet in their little church on on this island. Okay? (laughs) So it turns out we had more than the impossible amount of money, and it was enough to cover all of my expenses and so much more. I had believed in the impossible and trusted God, and he had provided beyond what I even knew I would need once I got there. And I could tell many stories like that, but what about you? What about you? As we bring this thing to a close, what situation in your life right now can you remove the I am, okay? And we'll just, we'll just call that I must, <laughs> I must get out of the way. Disbelief must go, okay? Look, folks, if we're going to serve God today and onward, then we've got to get the I am out of impossible, and we have got to just believe that God is able to do what he is telling us to do. So where in your life do you need to stop limiting God's choices? And realize that, yes, you might actually be the perfect person for what he has in mind, even if you have disqualified yourself in the past. Okay? So where do you need God's help to open your eyes and see that there are more options in front of you for the decisions you make uh, than you can currently see? Or where do you need to stop seeking approval from people and just obey God? None of these are necessarily easy, but they're all possible. So imagine 10 or 20 years from now that instead of talking about 
Mary or Joseph or one of my stories, we're telling your story. Yeah. And people are being encouraged by it. So let's trust God for the impossible because we know with God, all things are possible. Amen. This episode of the Ryan Frank podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more productivity and life hacks to help you stay on the leading edge. And if you like what you heard, please rate this podcast with five stars. Thanks so much and talk to you next time.